Ho, 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 Merry Christmas and welcome to another issue of Geek Speak Sidekick, your companion to Australia's number one geek pop culture podcast and TV series, Geek Speak Live. I'm your host, the geek of all trades who's all wrapped up and sitting under your tree, Steve Muller. And I'm your co-host, Brendan Lowe, who has the biggest Santa sack you have ever seen. Oh, I like it. <laughs> filthy. Yeah, a little bit. Filthy Get bastard. Your, well, I have a lot of presents to give. What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> Get your mind out the gutter. It's been, it's it's been a, a festive co- time of it year. It is, and it's been a massive week in our huge. regular world. I'm yeah. absolutely knackered. And you don't even fucking work retail. <laughs> How do you think I feel? Hey, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning for fucking work every day. Yeah, but what time do you finish? Nine. Yeah, and then what do you do for the rest of the day? Well, usually I'd go straight <laughs> to uni. Yeah. And I would be there from nine to five. So screw you. Uh, but no, I'm actually on uni holidays right now. Yeah. Which is, it, There's a little violin nice. playing for you somewhere, Steve. Yeah, but okay. Well, especially last week was massive. Yeah, you had a big week. Because I uh, was finishing up uni, did that sound assessment that the crew helped me out on. Yes. Had to get that in. And no sooner did I get that in and finish up last week's podcast, Mm -hmm. I was at River Stage. Yep. For helping out. One man show. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't for the kids. (laughs) Uh, No, I was helping out with Channel 10's recording of the Lord Mayor's Christmas Carol. Oh, Channel 10 do that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be. Channel 7 used to do it all the time. Was it Channel 7? Because I know there's the Melbourne one. And it's filmed live, but it will be broadcast, I believe, Christmas Day. Okay. And again, maybe Christmas night. I can't remember. Fair Um, enough. It it wasn't broadcast live, but holy crap, the amount of work that goes into that. Yeah. And you don't really notice it as a kid, but damn, there are a lot of carols that are religious and about Jesus. (laughs) Most of them are. And when you've got the singers up there, like uh, (laughs) Colin from Play School, who's wearing a God Rock shirt, and turns out he's a very devout Christian... And you're working with people who are, you know, flamboyantly gay and the leader of the church yeah. that runs this, who at times has said gays need to be caged. <laughs> it's a little uh, uncomfortable working environment, but apart from that, yeah, no, it, it was a fantastic, massive days. Like I was there, especially Saturday from 12 until like basically noon until midnight. Yep. Uh, just massive days, but so worth it. Crowd of over 10,000 people. Oh, cool. You see some, like, the kids, when they see Santa come out, and they're singing all the carols. It was it was a fantastic, just it, the experience I got from it was amazing. I remember when we were kids, the um, Lord Mayor's Christmas carols here in Brisbane used to be, they used to be a lot bigger than, even than what they are now. Like, that was the carols that all your Disney characters and stuff yep. would be at, but they they sort of don't do that. Well, Much even uh, Marina Pryor, the opera singer, yep. she usually uh, sings... She's not an opera singer. Isn't she? What no, is she? she's just a classical singer. Oh, okay. My wife will hear this and she will want to kill you for saying All right, she's well, an opera Okay, singer. so she's not an opera singer. I just no. know she's, you know, she's in a lot of um, stage production yeah, and stuff like she's that. She's more like a contemporary, contemporary like, theatre singer. She usually sings Oh Holy Night. Yep. This year was that little Jack Fidgen kid or whatever. The one Jack who Fidgen. Yeah, uh, one... He won Australia's Australia. Talent a couple of years ago. Um, Lord Mayor didn't want... Marina Pryor, which is a shame because she's an amazing singer. That's pretty much the only time she works is yeah. Christmas Carol. She just does the rounds. I think probably didn't fall under the budget. <laughs> but no, amazing experience. And it, it's one of those things that rekindles my, um, not not so much love, but appreciation of Christmas. Okay. but That's uh, good to hear. While I was doing that, what the fuck have you been doing? Um, working. 
um, working a lot. I work, as I said, I work in retail. It's Christmas. Um, I sell movies and a bit of music and stuff. So, stocking stuffers and a hell of a lot of Christmas presents in your shop. Yeah. So, it's been very, very busy. It is. But we've taken a break. We have. And guess what? We have a day off during the week together and you're on holiday. So, that means... Geeks Beat Christmas Sidekick Playdate! Correct. <laughs> oh, how fun is it? It's been good so far. Well, the reason this came about was because you... I needed to be looked after today. Yes, because your wife needed an entire day to sort out your Christmas present. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I have no inkling as to what it is, but whatever it is, I think she's making it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I'm positive of is that it concerns material of some description because I know uh, she had to go to a, um, a ha- is it, would you say a haberdasher? Uh, haberdashery? <laughs> to buy some material. Um, that's all I know. So I have no idea what she's uh, doing. I have a few uh, clues, but I'm okay. not going to give them to you. No, I don't want to know. This is going to be a surprise, but <clears throat> I, I don't want to know. As I know what it is. But uh, because, again, actually Jess and I never get days off during the week. Yeah. And her two days off this week um, coincided with my two days off this week. Well, there's a first. So we spent Tuesday together um, doing a few Christmassy things and watching, you know, we watched some Christmas stuff on telly and we watched Fred Claus, actually. Oh, we'll get into Christmas man, movies. Man, I haven't seen that in years. We'll get into Christmas movies later. Um, and yeah, today I sort of gave you a call last week. I said, look, one of these days that I have off, can, can we hang out? Because Jess needs <laughs> can me. Can you look after me? Jess needs me out of the house. And there's only so many movies you can see, like at the cinema. And yep. you can sit at the beach at South Bank for so long before you're like, fuck, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, I don't have any more money to do this. <laughs> exactly. So, no, and we needed to get together to record well, we need a Christmas to record- show anyway. So, we're not actually recording at your place for once. We're no, recording we're back at my your place. place again. So, you're all doped up on antihistamines. I had my antihistamines before I came over. I, it, it was hilarious. You walking in and one of the cats who is the most placid thing you'll ever meet. The only thing she hisses at is the other cat. Yep. And yet you walk in and the first thing is, hey, <laughs> speaking of, there he is a hey, Boogs, uh, you walk in and the first thing out of Minky's mouth is, yeah, <laughs> I don't like animals. Look, before we get into the Christmassy stuff too far into it, because we have been speaking about weeks that we're going to be talking about Christmas movies. What are the greatest Christmas movies for this time of year, no Die Hard, I'm thankful to say, but we're going to come back to that soon because we've got a bit of news we want to quickly uh, get through. Yes, we do. Two pieces of casting news out today. Yes. Uh, you want to take the first one? Well, there's talk that uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin is uh, Warner Brothers are keen on him uh, for a villain keen role. Keen on Joaquin. They're keen on Joaquin. For a villain role in Batman vs. Superman. Now, not just any villain role, because Jason Momoa and Australian actor Callan Mulvey have both been apparently in talks for villain roles. Okay. They're talking with Phoenix, the main villain which, role. Which we're all assuming would be Lex Luthor. And yep. one of the photos that an outlet posted of, of um, Joaquin this morning, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing him bald. Yeah. And I tell you what, man, it works. Like... The intensity in that dude's eyes, yeah, and we know he can play bad, like go back to Gladiator and everything. Yep. Um, I, I don't know, like he was someone who would never have been on my radar in a million years, but I don't know. I reckon he could work. You reckon? Yeah, I could see it. Mm, well, the other one that's coming out today also is full of contradictions. <laughs> yes, uh, apparently Paul Rudd is in talks to play Ant Man in Edgar Wright's. Marvel Ant-Man. film. <laughs> yeah, yeah Ant-Man. But now, yeah, it's very contradictory because I'm not... 
ch- talking separate articles are saying that, oh, he's in early talks or, oh, he's landed it. Mm-hmm. In one article, it said Paul Rudd has landed the role of Ant-Man. Yes, and in and the same article. early talks <laughs> yeah. to play Hank Pym. Early talks and landed are two completely different things to me. Not unless it's just going to be Paul Rudd in the costume and somebody else playing Hank uh. Pym. <laughs> so I'm inter- interested to see... How it comes out because yeah. I was really looking forward to being that it's Edgar Wright. I reckon, uh, what's his name? Simon Pegg. Yeah, would be brilliant in the role. I watched him recently in this new show called Mob City, based okay. on the book L.A. Noir. Yep, he did an American accent, and most of the time it sounded like ADR. Okay, you, you would only hear occasionally, like when he was waking up or he'd have a bit of a laugh. Mm-hmm. His accent. He does an American accent very well. Speaking of accents, and this is going to segue uh, in perfectly to the next thing we're going to talk about. Yep, and yep. I forgot to mention this to you earlier. I have now got Arrow Season 1 on DVD. Oh, okay. And I watched the special features the other night. Mm. The dude who plays Detective Lance in that show. Who has also played uh, Harry Dresden in the short-lived Dresden Files show. Okay. British. No way. I did not. Yeah, behind the scenes stuff, he starts talking, and he's talking with a plum in his mouth. And I'm just like, what? Like, I never, ever picked it. I never would have thought he was British. No, and then they cut to a scene of him as Detective Lance in the American yep. accent, and I'm like, this is like, I don't know, it's it's different to the whole Hugh Laurie thing, I think, because, you know, it's him as House, like, yep. everybody knew who, everybody knew Hugh Laurie was British, whereas yep. this guy, who I've never seen in anything else... He started talking in a British accent. I was like, shut the front door. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned Arrow because you have been on my ass for weeks <laughs> about... Poor choice of words, yeah, but anyway. About watching the... I, I hadn't been able to catch up with it. It, it went on the Thanksgiving break and yeah. then it was just, oh, you know what? I just didn't have time for it. And you were on my ass about it because episode eight and nine are the ones with... Barry Allen. Yes, and uh, episode nine is the mid-season finale. Yes. Now, I'm going to give the listeners fair warning. I'll give you four to five minutes. I like that you looked at your wrist, but you're not wearing it. I am not, and I look at my hand that I don't actually wear a watch on either. <clears throat> yeah. Um, this is going to be very spoiler heavy. Yes. Because this is Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash, yes. in Arrow. Yes. And so what are we? What have we been ramping up to? We've been talking well, about it for weeks because we could see all the clues as to yeah, how we reckon from the episode powers. One. From episode one, they dropped in the Hadron Collider. Um, yeah, they have particle like a accelerator. particle accelerator in Central City. It's going to be lit up at Christmas. So we're thinking, okay, Christmas will be the mid-season break. That's when Barry's coming into it. There's yep. his origin. I was a little bit um, apprehensive as well. I think we talked about on a podcast ages ago with yep. the casting of Barry Allen because... He's I'm, a Glee kid. I'm not a Glee fan no. at all. Um, but man, I have to say it. He like, blew me away. He nailed it. The only thing I didn't like about the character... Yep was nothing to do with the character itself. It was just the fact that they hadn't given him a bow tie. (laughs) To me, Barry Allen needs a bow tie, not a necktie. Fair enough. But apart from that, he nailed it. There were so many little nods to... Well, there was... They were like little red herrings, weren't they? Episode 8, the episode that introduced him, the first shot of the episode is um, panning of the skyline of the city. Yep. Lightning bolt. Yep. Straight away, I'm like, okay, this is going to be awesome. And then it keeps raining, and then there's a point where he's having, he's trying to do something, and in the, the chemicals on the um, shelves are all. He's like, how can you be storing ammonium above this? Da, 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 da. And he's fixing it all up, and there's a uh, clap lightning. of thunder, and yeah, that's the one clap of thunder. 
and you think, oh, is this a nod to his origin? Yeah, they're going to go particle and accelerator. And he kind of like he kind of jumps a bit and looks over his shoulder yep. and just like puts the chemicals back and sheepishly backs away. Yep. So we thought it was just going to be a nod, but then to absolutely spoil the shit out of this, yes, yes, the particle accelerator is uh, responsible. But they still bring in they worked in the, the lightning and the chemicals, yeah. which is what made Barry Allen the Flash. And I just I, you know, when you sit on the couch, you're watching the TV, you lean right forward, you're almost off your chair in just full anticipation. Your mouth's wide open, your eyes are beaming. That was me. Yeah. I was just in geek heaven. Um, there were a couple of moments for me in the two episodes. Um, yep. One of a big fuck yeah moment for me, um, in the first episode. So episode eight. Where uh, Merlin is trying to stronghold Moira yep. into telling... It's a spoiler alert from the previous episode. Merlin's um, back. Yeah, he's sort of trying to strong arm Moira into telling Thea that Merlin, that he is her father. Yep. So uh, you think that's what's going to happen until Moira uh, completely fucks Merlin oh, over in the best so way possible. Good. Merlin has come in, come in to threaten her. And she said that, you know, I, I, I wanted you to be dead and, and mm-hmm. everything. And she's like, you know, until I found out that there's someone, I'm paraphrasing here, but, you know, there's someone who, who wants you dead more than I do. Yep. Because um, uh, Merlin dropped Nanda Parbet. Yeah. And she's she like, you know, oh, I looked that up. And she said, I looked that up. And, you know, I found a man who wants you dead more than I do. She's like, uh, Ra's al Ghul. And you can see Merlin kind of flinch. His and he's face like, just goes. And he's oh, like, how do you know that fuck. name? And, you know, and she basically is like, you know, run. Yeah. Like, run and don't Never threaten return. my family again, which is brilliant. Because, because basically, Raz wasn't uh, happy with the whole undertaking. No, it it's brilliant because what they've done is essentially they've written Merlin out for as long as they don't need that character. Yep. Because, they and can it, bring him back whenever they want. He kind of leaves the rest of the season open now for the next big bad to come in, which we now know. We're not, this is one part we're not going to spoil, no. but we do know who the big bad is. Yep. For the rest of the season. Yep. The other part that just made, there were so many geek boners. I, I can't, uh, I just can't get over the fact that they were able to work this character in. Yeah. Even Smallville yep. didn't touch this nope. character, which was a much more fantastical show. They were doing this thing with the serum. Uh, yes. Miracuru. Yes. Uh, it basically gives enhanced strength and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the one survivor of the testing was named Cyrus Gold. And I'm like, ooh, that name's familiar. Why is that familiar? Then when you actually see what he can do, you're like, no fucking way. And then it was, they... Uh, very, very big in- and very, very strong. Yep. And then they're investigating, that they, they go to his motel room trying to find him, and there's a poem. Yep. <laughs> on his, uh, like a book, on his table. Yep. Diggle, or- Diggle is the one in the room. What, 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 how does it go? Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. Killed on a Tuesday? Is yeah, that I don't it? know the rest of it. But uh, yeah, Diggle sees a notepad and he's like, Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. And then all these like, you know, bur- buried on a Tuesday or like, something like that. Holy shit. They actually brought in Solomon Grundy. Yes. Into, and they worked out how to do his powers yep. in an almost believable way. And the way, where the episode ended is he was kind of, Oliver sort of beat him, but he gets doused in a chemical that you can see sort of eats away at his flesh and turns him pale. Yep. And that's where they leave it. But I just... I It had actually been spoiled for me a week or two previous. Another podcast I listened to had said, Cyrus Gold, for those of you who don't know, is Solomon Grundy. So I was like, oh, wicked. Yeah. But if I hadn't have known that, and when Diggle walked into the apartment and read the poem, 
I would have just been flat out on the floor, just jaw-dropping, like, yep. holy fuck, they're working in Solomon I can't believe they did it. But, yeah, we're not going to spoil who the big bad is. You need to see that for yourself. But, seriously, it's on mid-season break. If you can watch the first nine episodes Do it now. of Arrow, Catch they up. are absolutely ramping up this season. It comes and I back. cannot wait until It comes back season. in the States. I think it's January 15 it returns. Yep, yep. That's my only problem with uh, the mid-season finale, is that we now have to wait five weeks. The other thing we've got to wait for is because they the announced return The Return of Flash, Flash um, they, he's getting his own pilot. We know now he's not going to... We don't have to wait until episode 20. Yeah. We, we could potentially be waiting longer. We knew we'd see him again We'll, we'll soon, be waiting longer. But we don't know when are they going to do this Flash pilot. When it'll are they be, going to do the series? It'll be around the time that all the shows start coming back next year. Uh, so September. No. Yeah, I know. Anyways, that's enough of the Flash. One Let's... last thing I want to quickly mention. Okay. Uh, new Nintendo Direct came out. For those of us playing Pokemon X and Y, Pokemon Bank goes live on December 27, day after Boxing Day. Uh, the first 30 days are free mm-hmm. up until, if as long as you sign up before January 31. So if you've got your Pokemon Black, White, Black 2, White 2, you can finally bring over all your old characters and everything. And as a special uh, distribution event they're doing until September 2014, mm-hmm. you can get a very special Celebi, number 251 from the old Gold and Silver games. I don't know what I know, is. you look so lost right now. <laughs> but for those Pokemon fans out there, the bank goes live 27, and uh, you might just see something special from me in the coming soon bin. Okay, I thought you were going to say in your spank bank. Oh, hello. <laughs> but uh, look, we've Let's been get talking. Christmassy. Yep. Ho, 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 bitches! <laughs> We've been talking for weeks about it. We're going to talk Christmas movies, TV specials. Yep. Part of our playdate today, we've been... Not so much your traditional no. TV specials. I was we, say, nothing we always says, watch those. Nothing says Christmas TV special like a Rankin-Bass claymation yep. <laughs> special, but we went... You know, like Rudolph we went the Red-Nosed uh, Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yep. We watched Drama that as Boy. a kid. Yeah. But we, we went geeky. Watched, yeah. And not so much Christmas specials, just Christmas episodes of some of our favourite. Well, yeah, shows. I showed I showed you two episodes um, mm-hmm. that you'd never seen before. Nope. One was uh, Holiday Nights, which was the Christmas episode of season four from Batman the Animated Series. Yep. And the other one was uh, Comfort and Joy, which is the Christmas episode from season two of Justice League. And I have to say, that was definitely my favourite. I knew you'd love it. Superman was such a kid. I love it because yeah, Superman takes. Um, Martian Manhunter back yep. to Smallville for Christmas because Martian Manhunter says at the He's start, like, this, this holiday, holiday means, nothing, yeah, means to me. nothing to me. And it's so funny because Clark reverts back to about an eight-year-old There's boy. A boy. He, he picks up a present and well, you think he's he, going to shake it and not use his x-ray vision well, and they suddenly sort of, he just goes, lead. But what the, the, the that sort of, <laughs> it, that was foreshadowed earlier in the episode because, um, you know, Martha and Jonathan are telling uh, Martian Manhunter that as a child, they used to have to wrap lead, uh, Clark's presence in lead yep. foil so he couldn't peek. And Clark's just taking a sip of coffee and he stops and he goes, you mean Santa wrapped them? <laughs> and Martha's, <laughs> Martha's like, oh, yes, 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 of course. And then later on, yeah, like uh, John is sort of floating, like, you know, he can float through walls and things. Yep. He's floating down to the bottom level of the Kent household and Clark thinks he's all by himself. And you see Clark, like, just looking at a present, just staring at it and you just hear this, like, 
lead. Lead. <laughs> like you know, foil you've got Green again. Lantern and Hawk Girl are having a snowball fight and then go get in a bar fight. And that was the best side of Hawk Girl that I've ever seen. Yeah, because she loves to get you know rowdy and get in oh, fights. Just, That's just her idea of Christmas. And Flash, uh, he visits an orphanage every Christmas yep. and promises them a Christmas toy. And this year it's DJ Rubber Ducky, which is, you know... Of course, the hottest Christmas toy in town. So he actually goes to the factory well, in yeah, Japan and gets the last one. It's hilarious because, again, it's sort of foreshadowed. Like, he's going to all these toy stores and he can't get it. And in a window display of one of the toy stores, he sees Santa's workshop. And yep. you go, he, he says, oh, of course, I'll go straight to the source. And you think he's going to go find Santa. He'll go to the North Pole. But no, he goes to Japan to the toy factory. <laughs> <laughs> to get one, it's it's it was so good. It's a great episode. It's hilarious, and you can so tell it's written by Paul yep, Dini. Like absolutely. it's just got Dini all over it. Um, so good. One we didn't get to watch, but I love is from Transformers animated from a few years back. Yeah, uh, it, it's set at Christmas time, and all the Transformers get um they they get I wouldn't say transformed, but they become human. Okay, and it, it turns out it's all by Soundwave, and it's a uh virtual reality program but they're all like human based on their personalities I one of the best things is Rekgar, who from the original uh, animated movie was a junkie on you know uh, talks tv does all that stuff dance to a weird al yankovic song originally voiced by eric idol yeah in transformers animated he's voiced by weird al yankovic oh really and he's a garbage truck and there's this great thing at the end he's carrying he puts on a little santa hat and everything He's carrying a sack full of rubbish and just giving out stuff to everyone. <laughs> but no, Christmas movies is yeah. the big one that we've been wanting to talk about. And as I said, we had a lot of submissions. So we're going to give a top five, but in no particular order. Because we had so many submissions for these five films. We did. We just said, you know what? There's no clear winner here. We're no. just going to say so all in, five. They're in no particular order. Happy to say, again... You know, there's no Die Hard. I don't no. give a shit that it is set at Christmas time. It is not a Christmas film. Because for me, if you're using that logic, yep. the massive Batman fan that I am, hands down Batman Returns should be my favourite Christmas movie. Absolutely. Yeah, Ghostbusters 2 should be one of my favourite Christmas movies. We don't count them, do we? No. No, but before we go into your submissions, we just want to quickly mention a few of our own that didn't make the list, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You've got one... Uh, that I'd, I've never actually seen this. Okay. Well, you haven't seen either of mine. <laughs> no, actually. Um, now, I, I will just preface this by saying, as we record this, I'm in the process of doing a Christmas movie countdown in the days leading up to Christmas yep. Eve on the Geekspeak Facebook page. Yep, yep. So these two movies I'm about to talk about, one of them would have gone up by now. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one will not have. Okay. Um, so I don't want to ruin the countdown if, if you're you know, waiting to see what number one will be, but I'm about, to, I'm about to talk about it. Um, the first one is a, it's a movie, it, it probably could be watched any time of the year, and yes, it's set at Christmas, which I know goes against our diehard Batman thing we were just talking about, Yep, yep. but it is more of a Christmas movie than those movies will ever be. Yeah. Okay, so this one, uh, not a lot of people know of, and the title is very deceiving, yep. because it doesn't let on that's what it's about at all, really. Yep. It's called The Ref. Mm-hmm. Okay. It stars Dennis Leary and Kevin Spacey. Ooh. Very, very funny film. There is so many good one-liners in this movie. Um, I challenge, it's just, it's such a good film. And he basically has to, uh, because the town where he robbed this house 
it goes into curfew because they need to find this robber. Yep. And the police are going to do house-to-house searches. So he kidnaps this really dysfunctional couple who just cannot stop fighting with one another. Yeah. And the way he gets the title of the ref is because essentially... He becomes like a marriage ref. Pretty much. Like, that's, ah. that's where it comes from. But And it's set at Christmas Eve and... Um, one of the guy, the the woman who plays Kevin Spacey's mother in it is uh, Mrs. Banks from the original Mary Poppins film. Oh, uh, she was Lady Pea Soup in the '60s Batman TV series. So, like, she's in it um, quite elderly. It is a really funny movie. Um, I highly recommend it, and it is going to be on my countdown in the next well, couple of days. What about your other one? What What's the other one that you wish had okay. made the list? This one is my all-time favorite Christmas movie. Yep. It's called Santa Claus the Movie. Yep. Now, it is not the Tim Allen film, which is called The Santa Claus. Yep. This film Claus was made... with an E as well. Yeah. This film was made in 1985 by the Sulkins, who made the original Superman films. Oh, really? Yeah. This movie came out, like I said, it was 1985. It stars Dudley Moore and John Lithgow. And it is just... When I think of Christmas movies, I think of this movie. When I was a kid and still believed in Santa Claus and everything, this is what I pictured. This, to me, is what the North Pole is. It's everything well, you in showed this... me a trailer before, yeah. and the set design just looked magical. Everything in this movie, particularly like the sets of the North Pole and stuff, everything is made of timber, and it looks handmade. It looks like these elves, who are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old, have lived there. For hundreds of years, and they yeah. built everything from the ground up. Yep, yep. It's just phenomenal. the The film has aged. Like I said, it is set in night. It was made well, and from pretty the trailers, much set. It's funny that you say that. It, you know, the Superman films because there was a part with the L, um, not the elves, the reindeer flying. Yeah, and all I could think was Christopher Reeve. Yeah, in um Superman, it has aged. Like I said, it's very much set in the eighties. Yep, <laughs> but it's still a great film. Um, it's. It, I, I just, I love it so much. All right. Well, one of the ones I was uh, not not disappointed with, but, you know, one of my Christmas films that I love, mm-hmm. Jingle All The Way. <laughs> Come on. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to find, uh, it kind of like The Flash. Turbo, in that, um, Turbo Man. Yeah. Trying to find the toy on Christmas Eve for um, Anakin Skywalker. Come on, man. The, the star of that film is actually Sinbad. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. <laughs> Um, one thing I did love about it was the first time I saw it on, well, it might have been when I first saw it on VHS, because where we, we grew up in Toowoomba, you'd always see Spider-Man toys and everything. Yes. In the, uh, in the shops. Mm-hmm. You'd never see X-Men. No. It was very rare you'd see X-Men. And there is a scene in Jingle All The Way, he's running down a toy aisle, mm-hmm. and a large portion of the action figure aisle was X-Men. And I just remember pausing that and looking at it going, you lucky bastard. Because <laughs> I just I didn't see um, X-Men toys here. And it, actually, Jingle All The Way is a 20th Century Fox movie too. Yeah. So they own the property. Oh, hello. Yeah. They, they got ahead of the game. But no, come on. It's Arnie at Christmas trying to find a toy. Like, where can you go wrong with that film? Another one I just want to quickly Did mention. Did not hear me say Sinbad? <laughs> <laughs> I know Sinbad's in there. Um, Emily showed me this one the other night. Now, I know this, that this Grace, is the first time I've ever seen this. Grace loves this movie. Long-time listener, Grace. Oh, honorary sidekick, who we haven't mentioned in ages. She will love that you're about to talk about this film. Rare Exports. <laughs> yeah, this I haven't seen it. This was a film that Emily saw at Brisbane International Film Festival a couple of years ago. Yep. And we watched the other night, and basically it goes more back to the, uh, the traditional tale, like the folklore tales of Santa. Like, what's his name? Like Crumpmas or something? I, I don't know. 
you know, he was quite demonic. He would yep. steal children. He had horns and everything. And basically, it's set in Finland. And they found this big mountain right at the start. And this guy is, he believes it's a burial ground. One that eclipses the pyramids. Oh, wow. And it, I won't give too much away, but, you know, it's pretty safe to say Santa's buried under there. <laughs> yes. But how they do it, the way they do elves, um, it's all, there's some English in it, but a lot a lot of it's subtitled because it's in Finnish and Russian. And okay. It was just really well done. It was a good take on a Christmas movie. It's a bit fancy horror. That's why I kind of like okay. it. Okay. And when you see the way they did Santa, you're just going to sit there and go... (laughs) And when you see the way they do elves, let me say this. You have never seen more old man Wang in your life than in this film. (laughs) Wow. But uh, look, that's it for ours. We want to talk finally. We're finally there. We're at the end because it's Christmas. Mm -hmm. Your top five Christmas movie submissions. Now, we said we're going to do these... In no particular order. Okay. However, I think there's one that we should leave to last, just because we both love it so much as well. Absolutely. <laughs> well, kicking it off, you want to take the first one? Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. See, now I remember seeing this as a kid. I can't remember it too well, so this one's on you. Okay, well, I can remember seeing this, and this I actually posted this. This was the first movie in my countdown the other night. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie on the opening day of what was then Toowoomba 4 Cinemas, which is now The Strand. Yep, yep. They opened on Boxing Day, mm-hmm. 1992. Oh, wow. And Muppet Christmas Carol was a Boxing Day movie. That, and those are the big films. Yeah. Like, well, so everyone else started. gets The Hobbit now. It We've actually started until after Christmas, which was, I made no sense to me. <sighs> but anyway... Um, I didn't think of that. It's a Christmas <laughs> film that you're putting after Christmas. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to go into the plot because everybody knows the story of A Christmas Carol. Yep. Um, My- Michael Caine. Plays Scrooge. My cocaine. Yeah, plays Scrooge in it. Yep. Um, and the Muppets, you know, obviously fill out all the other roles. It's it's fantastic. Um, it's become a Christmas staple since it was, you know, since it came out in 92. Yep. Um, it, it's really good. I can't say enough about it. Well, another one that was very highly recommended mm-hmm. for us, which I don't know why you need to recommend it. I've seen this movie a thousand times. We mentioned it before. The Santa Claus. Yes, with an E. With an E, because it's the Tim Allen film that basically he becomes Santa as part of the Santa Claus, like the, yeah. le- the legal term. Yes. Very funny. Judge Reinhold. <laughs> one of my favourite lines from the movie, my weenie whistle. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, it's, it's, it, it, it's become a staple since it, since it came out. It's everybody. It's, and it's one where the sequels are just as good as the first ones. Like, usually sequels kind of... I don't really se- like the third one. The se- second one well, was great. second one was great. I loved the third. I thought for ages, I'm not going to see this. This is fucking crap. But it had Martin Short as Jack Frost. Yeah. And it was just perfect. The way they bring in all the other holidays and the other characters like uh, Tooth Fairy and Sandman. Reminded me a lot of um, what they did with Rise of the Guardians. Yeah. Which was a fantastic film. Actually, one thing with the Santa Claus, I have to say too, out of all the Christmas movies yep. that we're going to talk about and all the hundreds that we haven't, um, that trilogy, the Santa Claus, yep. cannot keep it on the shelf at work. No. It's, it, it just goes There's crazy. a reason it's in this top five. <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't know why it still sells because I think by now everyone must fucking own it, but yep. clearly not. No. No. Everyone. And it'll get shown at least seven times over the next week on Go. <laughs> now, this next one, this was huge when we were children. Yes, the star it was. of this film, the child star, his, you know, we thought his rocket knew no bounds. 
kind of peed it off for a few years. Turns and now out he did. <laughs> well, but he has come back with a pizza-themed Velvet Underground cover band. Yes. But we are talking about Home Alone. Yes. For me, personally, I think Home Alone 2 is much more a Christmas movie. It's set in New York. He goes to the big toy store and everything. Yeah, it, and... they really hammer the Christmas theme yep. in the second one. It def- but that's the whole point of Home Alone is yeah. his parents have gone away. His family are going away for a Christmas holiday and mm-hmm. he gets left home alone. Yeah. Great moments. Joe Pesci and is it Daniel Stern? Daniel Stern. As the Wet Bandit. Yeah. I, I haven't seen this in a few years. I need to watch it again, especially just to remember the clips. of you know when he'd play that old movie? Uh, the Angels with Dirty Faces yeah, or something? The, oh, it, was just, it was too good. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. That's the one! <laughs> no, I, I, I watched the sequel. I don't actually own the first one. I own the second one. I watched it last Christmas. I haven't watched it this year. It was yep. sort of a, one that I watched every year at Christmas time. Yep, yep. Um, I think added to that to for me as well, the reason why I see it as a Christmas film the first time I saw it was when it first came out on VHS, and that was Christmas Eve, nineteen ninety-three. Yep. So God, I, you remember this? I do. Days. I really remember you're, this stuff. You're a fucking freak when it comes to this shit. But yeah, I haven't seen the original in fucking years. Neither have I. And it, it's a shame that they were films that used to always be played every Christmas. But yeah. now there's just so many to pick from. They just play all the newer ones. Mm-hmm. They forget the classics. But one I can tell you will definitely be played this Christmas everywhere. Yes. And. Is honestly the best Alan Rickman set at Christmas film. <laughs> you having another dig at Die Hard there, aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Love Actually. Yeah. Oh, it's for the romantics in all of us, isn't it? See, and it's just it's a comedy masterpiece. It was it's one of those ensemble cast films that was done right. Valentine's Day, fuck off. New yeah. Year's Eve, I haven't even bothered. No, I didn't you watch it. You cannot beat Love Actually. No. It, for me too, this is one where doesn't really have to be watched at Christmas time. You could no, watch no, no. it any time of the year. But it is good to watch at Christmas time just to see Bill Nye as Billy Max sing, Christmas is all around me. So come and let it show. No, it is It is very Christmassy, though, yeah. I have to admit. Martin Freeman's in it, uh, who, you know, coming up very soon in The Hobbit, again, yes. as uh, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, he plays a body double for he, a sex scene. He does. Yeah, um, Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson, Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson. I think the Hugh only Grant. story that I've never felt the most attached to in that whole film mm-hmm. is Laura Linney's. The oh, American yep. and the whole, her brother's in the institution and everything. She just annoys me. Everyone else, like Colin Firth, his wife's cheated on him or something. He yeah. buggers off to write his book and falls in love with the help. Uh, Hugh Grant, and I can never remember her name, but his assistant, the one who douchebag. Oh, she was um, in. Um, she was in like EastEnders or something in the yeah, UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, old douche biscuit Billy Bob Thornton cracks on her, and you know, Hugh oh, Grant sticks that. it to him. Yeah, the movie is just full of amazing classic moments and needs to be watched. And you know, it's got Kira Knightley in it if you're into that kind of thing. But yeah, hey, it's got Rick Grimes in it. It does from Walking Dead. He's the one who's in love with his you know best friend's wife. Yeah. But look, number one. Now, lastly, we're we're going to say number one because it, we did say no particular order. But yeah. this is number one in our. It is hard to beat Love Actually for me. I love that film. I cry every time. <laughs> of course, you fucking do. Can I just say though? Yeah. Any time you watch this movie at Christmas time, you're guaranteed to have. You're gonna have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Finn Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. National Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas vacation. vacation. I was brought up with this film. Yeah, so was I. 
Vacation, Christmas vacation, and European vacation. We watched Vegas vacation. Well, no, no, no. The, the original three. Yeah, the original three. Watched religiously as children. Uh, Christmas was always shown. Was it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Christmas night. And they still show it every Christmas night. Uh, We'd always sit down, the entire family, every year and watch that film together. Has a very young young Leonard from Big Bang Theory in it. Plays Rusty. No way. Are you kidding me? He does Johnny Galecki. Yeah, he's the kid. Now, you know what the thing is? And Juliette Lewis is the daughter. When you're six years old and watching this. (laughs) Yes. When you watch it now, it's like watching it for the first time, and you sit there and you think, how did Dad and Mum let me watch this yep. with them? It is very adult. <laughs> it is. But it was, a cl- it was a tradition of ours, and I am so glad that so many listeners think that it belongs on this list. Oh, mate. Because it, I, I, I can't take... I tip my hat to you, fine folk. I'm so <laughs> glad it is on this list. So many good one-liners in yeah. that movie. Just, what else do you got? Full of them. What else have I got? Um, okay, so remember when he meets uh, the shop assistant in the store who he thinks is um, incredibly hot? Yep. And she tells him her name? Yep. It's the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it's cold outside? It's a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what am I saying? Nipple. <laughs> and we've, we've, got to do, we've got to do one more. Uh, which is uh, probably one of my favourites, apart from the uh, apart from the the Bing Crosby quote. Yep, yep. But uh, ready for this one, guys? Yep. A cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lipped, worm headed sack of monkey shit. He is. Hallelujah. <laughs> And you know, you know what? I had no, I had no idea that Chevy Chase had met Todd. <laughs> now you recently got that quote on a T-shirt. Yes, I dare you to wear it at work. <laughs> I can't wear that one to work. It's it's a it's a photo of um, Chevy Chase as Clark holding the Christmas turkey, but his body is made up of the words. Of that rant. Yeah, it's, and it is it's just, so good. It is perfect. I've, so, wanted, I've wanted a lot this last week, actually. But look, that's it for the Christmas movies. Again, thank you to all the listeners for tweeting, for Facebook messaging, for sending us emails. We've been ramping this up for weeks, and we yep. wanted to get that out before Christmas. We are taking a week break for Christmas. Yes. Come on, it is, it's Christmas after all. Yeah, and I work in fucking retail. Yep. <laughs> and I, I just want to sleep. Yeah. Uh, we will be back... Uh, one more issue before the new year. Yeah. Because we want to do a... We you have know, to do a bit of a wrap-up. New Year's issue will be issue 25. Ooh. That's a mini milestone right there. So it we want to do a 2013 in review. Yeah. A bit of a wrap-up. But uh, there's one more thing before we go. Yes. This is the last chance we get to see each other before Christmas. It is. You want to exchange gifts. Well... I was happy to do it earlier, but you said, no, no, let's wait for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Now, you said that mine isn't wrapped, and I'm sitting in the room, and I can't see anywhere no. where it would be uh, unless I'm, it's hidden I'm... in plain sight, so I'm really scared it's in your pants. You've just put a what bow... pants? We're <laughs> in my house. I don't wear clothes here. I'm just pretty scared that you've put a bow <laughs> around Lil Steve. I am playing down there right now. Do you now. call him your Lil Geek now? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Are we doing this together or separately? Well, it, I'm going to hand mine to you because as I said, I, I didn't wrap yours yet okay. because I, I didn't Lazy expect fuck. it would be. T- 
I look there. Are, there's a number of things I'm not very good at. Glad wrap is one of them. Podcasting. That uh, and wrapping Christmas presents. Go yep. look under my tree. You can tell which ones I've wrapped and which ones Emily's wrapped. Yeah, so, the uh, ones that are just like balls of sticky tape. So no, no, mine's in my bag right now. Oh, okay, so it is in your sack. So yeah, yes. <laughs> but how how do we want to do this? Do you just want to reach in and grab? No, I, I don't <laughs> trust you. You can hand it to me, and then I'll give you mine. All right, close your eyes. Okay, close well, your eyes. I don't trust you. <laughs> All right, you ready for this? Cl- you, you got them closed? Yeah. No peeking, motherfucker. All right. Open them up. Oh, wow. <laughs> a Batman drinking stein. Now, what type of drinking stein is it? Um, it's one that has liquid in it that you can freeze to keep things cold. You can freeze cold. it. So, I don't know what you're going to put into it because you don't drink alcohol. No. But I just do. remember, if you do freeze it, freeze it upside down. Caution sticker says so. Oh, really? That's, it's child safety instruction just for you. Okay. Well, oh. here you go, sir. Now, I've, I've heard a bit of a rumour. I, I believe preface this by saying that uh, Todd, Wade, and yep. Anna have also received this present. So, given that it feels like a... Fr- I, I had a clue that it would be something to do like a framed photo of Geek Speak or something like that. Because I can feel a frame. Yeah. It could is just r- be a photo it, of... It could be, just could be a photo of my little geek. Oh, oh God. <laughs> my big geek. It is really hard to open this one-handed. <laughs> it, well, it's definitely a frame... Oh, no fucking way. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I feel really bad that all I got you was a Batman Stein. Or did I? Oh, I don't know. Did you? You did say you all had right. part of my present. I'm going to... Th- this is going to go up in this week's photo. Yes. This is a... a personalised. Com- a personalised commission print from Tony Davidson. He does Little Geeks. We've yes. spoken about him before. It has me as a Green Lantern... <laughs> <laughs> and Pikachu is a Green Lantern flying through space, and I'm dragging you along. Yep, in the power ring. <laughs> that is fucking amazing, so, dude. Todd, um, oh. Todd's was he's sitting in a room. Yep, and there's a Batman in a cage behind him. Yep, you know, saying, "How long do I have to stay in here?" And Todd's just like deadpanned, looking out, just going. Forever, Affleck. Forever. <laughs> um, Did you tell Tony what no, to do? No, I didn't tell him what to draw. I just asked him if he could do them. Oh, and he said yes. And he just went for gold. Yeah. This is perfect. Um, yours is one of my favourites. The next favourite one was um, Anna's. Yep. It was her as Dorothy, skipping down the yellow brick road. Yep. It has uh, you as the Tin Man, me as the Scarecrow. Oh my god! You know what is really weird about that? What my best friend Kara a few years ago did a um, Wizard of Oz theme print for a friend. Yeah, uh, she was away overseas for a while and was getting a bit homesick. Yeah, uh, she did our entire friend group as oh wow um, characters. Yeah, I was the Tin Man because I like robots. We were the Tin Man in this. Yep, uh, I was the Scarecrow. Wade was the Cowardly Lion, and we we're all skipping down the yellow brick road. And flying above us was Todd as a flying monkey. <laughs> And then Wade's was, uh, I can't remember all the characters that were in it because I've had, honestly, I had the idea for these yeah. the week, the day after Zombie Walk. Oh, wow. And I've had them at home for ages and I've had them wrapped, uh. I've had them wrapped for weeks. But Wade's was, uh, he's a director and he's, I think he's about to call action or something on a movie or he's saying this is going to be the best movie ever. And there's like Slimer floating there reading a script. It's got one of the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. There's all these <laughs> characters, you know, from his favorite films and stuff in there and he's going to make the movie. But well. Thank you very much, sir. Big thank you to Tony Davidson. But the disappointing thing was, after I got them all, I'm like, these are so cool. I was just like... Now I've got to wait till Christmas. No, it's like, I didn't ask him to draw one for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Tone, get on that, so mate. So I don't have one. <laughs> I, I do have one last thing for you. Okay. This has been in the works for a while. Okay. You have some inkling as to what this is. Oh, I do now. Now, some of you may not know. Okay, actually, go for the bag first. Ah, oh, it is what I thought. Yes. Awesome. What is it? It is a really, really loud yep. um, Batman print collared button-up shirt. For those that have seen our Supernova videos, especially on YouTube, yes, uh, I wear my comic shirts. You do. Uh, my Marvel Comics one I uh, wore to Gold Coast. My Superman one I wore to uh, Brisbane. Yes. Those are made by Emily. And they're very loud. They are... <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're geek Hawaiian shirts. Think Pretty of uh, George Perez. Yes. Yeah, perfect and example. my idea has been she's going to... I, I want to just buy her a massive... I've got another one in the works, Star Trek. Okay. Uh, that was actually meant to be before Superman until I found that fabric. Yeah. And she makes them for me. And I want this to be like my uniform. This mm-hmm. is, I, I only wear those type of shirts. Yep. I, I'm at that age now. I need to wear collared shirts. But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with fucking geek style. Yes. And everyone's always saying, oh, Emily, you need to make me one. You need to make me one. The problem is she can't just simply make them. She needs, for one, the fabric, the pattern, like the actual design of it yeah. with all the measurements. She needs measurements, all that jazz. Fortunately, you and I are both very tiny. <laughs> you're the same size. You tried on one of mine. It was the same size. She made it to those measurements. When we were at Brisbane Supernova, the ladies from Make It Sew, yes. who I'd got the Superman fabric from at the uh, Craft and Quilt Expo, mm-hmm. they were there with their own stall. You got... Some very loud red Batman material. And how fucking amazing is it? That looks awesome. And a massive, massive thank you to Emily too. And listeners, you need to see it. So we're going to put up a photo of Brendan in it. It's going to look amazing. But I swear to God, if you wear that shirt when I'm wearing mine, there's going to be fun. Isn't that the point? <laughs> This so is my thing. When we're at these things together. I feel so conflicted. I'm like, yes, his shirt's finally done. Fuck. Now I'm not special. But that, may, that that's what sets us apart. When we're at the conventions, the sidekicks yep. will be wearing the shirts. Yeah, see, Todd, Todd and Wade, they want Emily to become the official uh, fabric maker. Seamstress. Seamstress <laughs> of Geek Speak, but get in line, boys. She's yep. mine. But look, that's all we have time for this Holiday season, I guess. Yes. Like I said, we will be back the week after next for a 2013 wrap-up before the new year. Definitely. Then you're not long after off to the States. Yes, and Canada. So there will be a bit of a break then, but before then, you still will be getting all the sidekick goodness. What are we going to do for like our cliffhanger? For like the mid-season break where we leave the people hanging for when when I'm away to bring them back. Usually someone dies. We need to devise... Who can we kill? Got Todd's number? (laughs) (laughs) But look, until then, be sure to check out all the videos at youtube.com forward slash geekspeakaustralia. Send us a tweet at geekspeakau. Send us an email, geekspeakau at gmail.com. And for anything and everything else, pop along to facebook.com forward slash geekspeaktv. But until next issue, Merry Merry Christmas Christmas and geek out. out!